Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Dennis, can't wait to get stuck in. Riley, I've, we've entered into this weird rhythm now where I don't talk to you as much during the week normally because I'll save it for the podcast. This is, um, yeah, this is not I, I, this is not a problem that is uniquely... I've, I've heard other no. podcasters have this thing. As yeah. I was like, you're, you're like, oh, Dan, I've got... Oh, wait, actually, no. I'll tell you this... Wait, I'll tell you on Wednesday when we record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a problem. I don't like it. I like it. I, I, it's vastly improved my, my Ooh, life, honestly. Geez, right. I mean, I was going to say... I was actually going to come to the intro and say it sucked. I haven't, I like, I've hardly chatted to you over the last week. I don't know if you've been... I've been I opened, with, I opened with it's nice that I haven't talked to you in yeah, a while. Yeah, it's nice. No, I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same page with it all. I'm glad we're on the same page with it all. Like we're at the, at the you know the less we're talking to each other is definitely impacting both of us emotionally. One of us positively, yeah, one of, of us speaking negatively. Speaking of being on the same page, right? We should probably get on over to the same web page over at com. Sure, a great, a great, a very smooth and effortless, uh, a seamless smooth segue transition smooth. there. All right, what do we got this week for channelfireball.com? We got you got some good gear for the ad. Oh, it's Jumpstart, man. Jumpstart's the new hotness. Tell I'm us trying about to get my hands on it, and I'm yeah. excited about it. Now, yeah, th- yeah. This is like, I'm taking my ad hat off and putting my Magic Player ad hat on. Mm-hmm. I want to get some Jumpstart, and I want to get my hands, because this is the perfect way to play Magic as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Now, I love drafting. I love the intricate, like, picking cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I agree the micro decisions that come with it. But Jumpstart is just, like, speed-sealed, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's You grab really two good. little mini decks, slam them together, and play yep. Cat's Eldrazi or whatever. Yep. It's really good. I, back back in the day uh, when they played, I think they still do it actually. You know those thirty card intro decks, yeah, yeah. like the really basic ones that got like one the rare. Decks, or the welcome, yeah. well, no, no, like is that what they are? They're like thirty cards, right? They're really, yeah, the really learn, bad. The, the learn to play decks, yeah, yeah, the learn to play decks. Um, when an old LGS was just giving them away, we used to get them, shuffle two of them together, and you just play like white blue or like red yeah, green yeah. or whatever, and it was great. It's just really honest. Clean uh, magic. Clean magic. Now, obviously, you know, if you end up with a Crater Hoof Behemoth in your <laughs> in your Jumpstart pack, <laughs> you're going to get a different experience there. But um, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to being on Arena. But, pff, I mean, who cares about being on Arena, Dennis, when we could when you could buy these direct, these cards from Channel5.com, the greatest yeah, place to buy and sell your cards. They're going to harvest minerals, bug juices, plants, right, mm, mm, mm. and smear them onto really, really, really thin tree slices yeah. and then ship them to you for you to play with. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. What a world we live in. What a world in which we live. I've been reading a book, Dennis. I was talking about this on the stream. I've been reading a book called How to Invent well, bragging, Everything by Ryan North. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it explained to me how, like, it, it, it explains everything. How to build a kiln, how to make bread, how to make paper. Is it a and good, like, desert island book? It's, well, it's designed for, it, it, the, the premise of the book is if you're a time traveler whose time machine broke and you have to restart civilization. This, yeah. And it's really good. And it's funny because you're, you're, I'm in the right space to understand when you were talking like bug juices and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, ah, yeah, I know, I know, I know what happens here. Oh, he's talking about pigment. <laughs> ah, yes. Ah, I see. Yes. <laughs> he's talking about making paper. It's fascinating. Um, and all of this, all of this technology that has been developed, everything from thousands of years of human years evolution and innovation has led to the two of us, two idiot chumps sitting here and chatting, yelling about- into a tiny crystal yep. that converts into lightning that runs across a copper wire under yep. the sea into mm-hmm. space, down from space into your ears. Just so you can buy colorful bits of cardboard with pictures, of, mon- of, <laughs> pictures of monsters on them at channelfireball.com. Um, you should go Remember to Remember to use Fireball. code NIGHT to support Riley. Wait, where's where's my kickback from your affiliate code, mate, for the podcast? How much? What's we don't kick- know what's from the stream, what's from yeah, the podcast. We don't know. What do you want? What do you want? What do you think's a fair percentage? One. 
I'll take it. 1%. <laughs> All right. I'll take okay. It. I'll send it to you. I'll send you 1% kickback from the coupon code night. Um, Sick. I, I realized that having, so obviously we were talking about what the coupon code should be. And I was thinking about having something silly or something funny. And you were like, it has to be easy to remember, easy to spell. Just it's it has identifiable to be identifiable to you. Yes. Uncomplicated. And then, so I went ahead and picked a coupon code that has three silent letters. Knigget, yeah. <laughs> Knigget. Yeah. But K- if someone K- knows who K-Niget. you are, they've, they've already demonstrated they know how to spell Righty Night. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Anyway, use the coupon code Knigget uh, in, um, uh, at checkout and you don't get anything. I do. You, you Riley does. I don't, you, I, you don't get anything you, for doing it. You keep the, you, they keep the lights on. They keep the mics hot. That's true. They do keep the mics hot. It's very annoying. Like the, the little coal burner I have to have underneath my mic to keep it hot the whole time. Are I you invented bought, using that book you're reading? I should have bought a, I, I shouldn't have bought a coal powered mic. I mean, that, 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 that one's on me. <laughs> <laughs> that one's on me. Anyway, if you've got money and you don't want to buy a coal powered mic, um, go and buy Ryan North's book, uh, because it's really, oh no, wait, sorry. No, no, no. Don't do no, that. No, jumpstart, jumpstart. Jumpstart, jumpstart. <laughs> buy magic cards from channelbubble.com. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, last week we talked about creative, shall we say, ways to decide who goes first in a game of magic because someone wrote in mentioning a spitting contest, which is fantastic, obviously. Yeah. And we've had a cavalcade of submissions. About a deluge. This. Yeah, yeah. We've had so many. So people have jumped on the Discord, um, uh, bit.ly slash join Riley's Discord. And we've had, this has been very, very popular. I don't know if it's got legs. I don't know if it's no, going to be the th- new th- power I moves. think we might be burning the candle at both ends here. But I, th- I think it's one and done. I think we're burning the candle at both ends, and then we've also lit it in the middle. We've like in carved the middle, off the yeah. wax in the middle, and now we're burning it in three and four different directions. Yeah. The problem, though, is Riley. We have to open this this segment of the podcast with a lesson in probability. Yeah. For our poor yeah. listeners. <laughs> and now, like people know that I'm very, very good with numbers, very good with maths. Anyone's watched my stream, I have a, a very, I have an unparalleled understanding of uh, of mathematics. But the first suggestion for going first comes in from Soxo Four Champ, who says. Here's how I like to go first. Although, am I the asshole for doing this? Rolling 2d6 and telling the opponent, or asking the opponent, odds or evens. I let, I, I let someone do this three weeks in a row at FNM before I informed them that there were more evens than odds. Technically a true statement because you can roll a 12 and you can't roll a 1 with 2d6. Yes. But you are more likely to roll the odd numbers, specifically 7, than the even numbers. And it just so happens that those line up exactly yeah. so choosing odds or evens on 2d6 actually is fair as a so bunch no, of you are not the asshole <laughs> you're not the asshole but own but well no maybe you still are but like you thought actually, because you, you thought you were you yeah were screwing exactly them, yeah, I, guess you are. <laughs> I guess you still are if you if you thought you were scamming them then you definitely are but um no a bunch of people jump a bunch of huge math nerds dennis jumped into uh, to criticize tyrone phillips Mm. says uh, the method for determining play draw that used up most of my time when a player was uh, came up to you say, talking as a judge at the end of the round was when I got to my match my opponents asked odds or evens then rolled TD6 and we'd tell them as judges there's not much we could do now but next time something weird happens to call the judge straight away but after half an hour of discussion me and two other judges figured out that it is in fact fair and so half I guess an it- hour just google it what's wrong with these people <laughs> just becomes a power move then when your opponent calls a judge give them your pre-prepared mathematical proof oh um, very Everdred, good pass uh, them an a, a single a4 sheet with diagrams but everdred jumped into the discussion here and pointed out it gets even wilder any number of dice with any number of sides will be fair as as long as fair for even odd right as long as one of those dice has an even number of sides yeah, because it basically you're adding a number to a number, so only yeah. one of those numbers matters. And as long as that one of those numbers has an equal chance to matter, even it doesn't matter. Yes, exactly. And this is what Tyron Phillips went on to say: If you roll an odd and an even, the result will be odd. If you roll two odds, the result will be even. 
If you roll two evens, the result will be even. So ignore what the number on the first dice is and just note whether it's odd or even. So any dice that you're rolling or any die you're rolling with an even number of faces can be thought of like a coin flip, basically, because it's either odd or even. It's even. It's a, it's a balanced chance, right? So all mm. that matters is if the second dice lands, uh, um, what, what the second dice lands on, because you then add an odd number to an even number or an odd number to an odd number or an even number to an even number. And it, yeah, I'm not a mathematologist, but basically... If you want to do odds or evens to start a thing with 2d6 or 3d6. Or 1d6. Or 1d6. <laughs> it's actually it's actually totally balanced. So uh, that's just some of the fantastic discussion that's going on in the Discord. If you want to come and, you know, join us all as we talk about very basic level probability. Yeah, this is not a good indicator of what the Discord is usually not like at all. Mate. It's much fun in this. Well, tell them about the Mobius strip. Yeah, somebody sent in, because I made a joke about rolling a Mobius strip last week, I think, yeah. um, to determine, you know, because it's a, a one-sided die. And um, someone sent in a 3D printed Mobius strip that Diema made for when, quote, players are being assholes. <laughs> it's very good. It's a Mobius you strip. Of, you're like, oh, well, it's going to be pretty bad if you crit fail. Here's, yeah. your, Here's your Mobius strip. Roll your Mobius strip. Yeah, it's a, it's a Mobius strip with the number one on it. So you just always roll a one. Very, very good. Mm. Anyway. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that high-level mathematics discussion. Now, back to the nonsense here. Mellow Man had another suggestion here using poker dice. Yeah, I've heard this. I don't like it. I don't like it either. It's a little complicated. Uh, I'm not super into poker either. I don't like memorizing spreadsheets. Uh, roll 5d6. Five, uh, five uh, I'm best, out right best, away, but go ahead. <laughs> best poker hands wins. Obviously, there's no suit, but there's usually not a tie. Like, I, like, I, I sit down to play Magic because... You know, I mean, it's my job, right? I like playing Magic, but it is ultimately a career. It's a profession of mine, right? Mm. I don't need a part-time job on top of that, figuring out bloody poker hands for... Mate, you're just figuring out, like, pair, two pair, three of a kind, four of a kind, straight. Like, that's it. There's is no flushes it? or anything. There's no flush? No, there's no suits. Like a full house? That's a lot. Of, that's I've heard there's you a... You can have a full house. You can, you, can have, you can have threes full of twos or whatever, yeah. Now, is it three full of twos when you get threes and twos? Or is it... What's, yes. what's full of what? Uh... Three, three threes and two twos is threes full of twos. Let's use numbers that aren't three and two to make it less complicated. I rolled two fours and three ones. That is ones full of fours. Ones full of fours. I believe. Which one is full of fours? <laughs> three <laughs> threes and two twos. Dennis, you couldn't have picked worse numbers <laughs> to use this example. <laughs> Who's on first? Anyway, um, uh, Malaman also has some suggestions here. Uh, for other for games, board yeah. games, yeah, that are fantastic. Uh, Azul is the player who has most recently visited Portugal. But Dennis, when was the last time you were in Portugal? A year ago. Oh, damn it. All right. Okay. You get to go first. I was 2016. Wedding. Uh, but Melaman says, my friend Alex went when he was 14 and always goes first. Yeah. I guess if, if he lives in America, people don't tend to just go to Portugal. Yeah, I guess. No, it's very just, popular to go from Ireland to Portugal. Yeah. Just so you get to go first in Azul. And then in Clank, the sneakiest player goes first. Dennis, who out of you is a sneaky player? I bet you think it's me. It's absolutely you. And you're going to try to be sneaky and make it seem like it's not, but it is yeah, you. I was about to say, all that is is make me look sneakier. Damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are definitely the sneakiest one. But um, <laughs> Malaman says, my other friend, also called Alex, always gets accused of being the sneakiest. And Dennis, I'm wondering whether it's because this person has is, is in the process of like identity thefting the other person. Like by, being, yeah, by having the same or, name. Or there is only one Alex and he's maintaining two as an alibi. <laughs> So there's Alex, there's Alex who and they play Alex Azul with. A there's play, Alex who they play Azul with, right? And then there's okay. Alex who likes to play Clank, who turns up with glasses and a mustache. Riley, something very strange happened. Go on. Just now, I went to say Alex with a mustache. Yeah. But when I was saying it, I imagined you saying it, and you would say mustache. Yeah. And then I said mustache. Yeah. This is what happens. You, bra- you incepted me. It's called code switching. 
it's that's, it's but but oh, oh, for a single word within a sentence is very odd. It's very uh, that is strange, yeah. But like when I bet when you well you don't literally code switch when you you don't code switch when you talk to your parents. You literally language switch. Yeah, that's like, different. But you I, talk but to your parents in Hungarian. To, when I talk but, to other people, Chan Farball, I, I do speak more American. Yes. And when I talk to Irish people, I do speak with that more of an Irish accent. And when I get on the phone with my brother, I'm like, oh, you going? Yeah, no, good. Oh, it's all oh, bloody. Right, right, it turns into crocodile and D. Bloody. Oh, the mate, see the foot of the weekend. Oh, the tigers, mate. What else? What else is interesting in the other podcast you do, Half Hour's History? You are much more Australian. That's deliberate, though. That's that that is that is almost put on. In fact, I shouldn't be. These are trade secrets. Also, Dennis, you're just going to let it sc- slide that I said Hungarian or Croatian. You're just going to swim right it. past that bait. I didn't. I didn't even hear you. You it's didn't even hear buzzing. it. Oh, what a way! I just I just cast my rod into the river, <laughs> and the Dennis fish is just going. Oh, okay. I don't really like worms, so I'm just going to leave that no, one not, alone. Not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. All right. You want to hit us with the next one here? Reaccenting Riley gives us a slightly higher stakes way to start uh, a game of magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it says, if you aren't playing Where's the Poison from Princess Bride to determine who goes first, you're objectively <laughs> doing it wrong. Oh, <laughs> Sleep up a poison counter and an angel token. Oh, that's actually really clever. Yeah, use a poison counter. Yeah, and you have them on hand. At the start of the round, place one face down in front of you and the other face down in front of your opponent. The battle of wits is afoot. Is this even unfair? I guess they have ultimate choice. If, still. if you put them down and say you're going to choose, it's not because maybe you've marked a sleeve, right? But if you just put them down in fr- you show them the, the things, you muck, you, you it's mess them around. It's not fair though because you've made, you've, 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 you've put your thumb on the scale by putting one down in front of you and one down in front of them. That is sending a message. Yeah, now I you, sort of, yeah, that's not fair. If you put them both in, like, you put them both on your opponent's playmat next to each other, I think it's fine, because then it's just a coin toss. But yeah, if you put one in front of you and one in front of the other, it's a little, it's... Well, because, but like, have you have you seen or read The Princess Bride? Yeah, I've read it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, so, like, the whole point is that you, you get into this double, triple, quadruple, quintuple bluff situation where yes. it, it shakes out that it, it might as well be 50-50 eventually. Yeah. And in this case, I mean... Wesley has just made himself immune to the poison. I don't know what the equivalent of that is in <laughs> magic terms, I guess. Um, but um, that's a very, it's a very, very high tension way to start for sure. I guess, yeah, in a casual setting, it's fantastic. But in a non-casual setting, like you just, you just put them both down in front of your opponent and say, just It's probably it. not defensible, yeah. yeah AKD yeah. says, imagine not playing that with actual poison. Like, <laughs> as if Reaccepting is just like a, a chump. And yeah, then Melvin, Melvin the Muppet chimes in right and says, yep. instead of rolling dice to see who goes first, I put two different cards face down, very similar vein, mm-hmm. in front of my opponent and say, if they flip up card X, they can go first. And, like this, and this is what I'm saying. I, I think this is, a, this, this is a much fairer way of doing that. But what I really yeah. like about this, is, as you're going to find out, is, is I is think this, yeah. Melvin's going to turn this into a power move here. If they get it right, no big deal. But if they get it wrong, they've already just started the match with a bad decision, which you could verbalize as well, but Melvin chooses not to. Oh, well, I mean, if you do. Oh, you made a, you made a mistake picking that one. Yeah. First of many. Off to a great start, are you? Yeah. So it, <laughs> it, it becomes a power move at that point, doesn't it? That's, that's, that's I like good. It. That's very good. Yeah. I think the poison one is good if you're playing against friends. Not that you should poison your friends, um, but uh, if you do, that's you know, the podcast. Don't poison your friends is the name of the, the title. Of the don't, poison, don't poison your friends, you know. But if you do, I mean, if it's do you for ever poison anyone by accident? I've ever poisoned someone by accident. You're like undercooked a beef burger or something. No, what have I done? I'm trying to think of situations where, like, I've, I've accidentally given someone food that might, like, be... To get him. This is the one NSA start <laughs> recording. Hit the tape. <laughs> Hit the tape. I'm trying to think. If what I've have ever, I done? If I've ever given anyone something they're allergic to. No, I can't think of anything like that. Thing is, like as a teacher, you get drilled into you. It's like you got to be really careful with allergies. Yeah, peanuts, like food peanuts, allergies. might as well be nuclear material. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, because of because of how severe some allergies have been. No, did you feel bad for the the peanut allergy kid because other kids are, like make fun of them for not now they can't eat peanuts at lunch? Not really. I think I think in a lot of schools, peanuts is just banned. Total ban. 
Yeah, the risk. I mean, especially if you're a child, if you're five, six, or seven, you might not know you have the peanut yeah, allergy. Yeah, exactly. Or you might it's have just, just it's, it's it. just too it's too too much risk. And like people, who, we should just stop eating nuts. Well, I'll stop you there, Dennis, because you embarrass yourself. Peanuts aren't nuts. They're legumes. They're beans. Fine. Yeah, exactly. So, what are you just are you anti bean now, Dennis? I don't like beans very much. Oh, Dennis confirmed anti bean. Dennis is now anti beans. Wow. I don't think I like beans. Why do you like beans? What's wrong with I, bean? Funnily enough, I like peanuts a lot. But so you like you like um, so you like a you like a hard bean, but you wouldn't like a soft bean. Uh, no, I don't like beans. So Dennis, if I if I cooked you up a delicious bean burrito, you'd throw it on the floor. I, and I, I, on I it. like burritos, yeah, but beans are not the integral ingredient. Beans are not the reason I like burritos, mate. You like a beanless burrito? I would eat a beanless burrito. Would you eat a bean burrito? Sometimes, yeah, of course. But sometimes, <laughs> mate, what am I? What do you take me for? <laughs> Sometimes I'll go to a I'll go to a I wish we had Chipotle in this country but we don't Chipotle yeah yeah I will go to a Tolteca or yeah. a Bujum as we yeah. have them here mm-hmm. Bujum by the way decidedly not bougie it is a burrito bar yeah, <laughs> but anyway yeah. I will go and I'll get it's actually right we talked about the chicken fillet roll before yeah so right now chicken fillet roll is a sandwich that you get in Ireland which has a, like a defined script for what you order people they ask you do you want white or brown bread do you want butter and mayonnaise do you it's want like spicy to, like chicken? talking to an NPC it's very similar to a burrito. Oh yeah, you bowl or tortilla? Yeah, right. White, white or brown uh, rice? It's you know. Can I tell you what though? It's not as ubiquitous. Uh, it's not. No, no, no. It's not as uh, binary. Because sometimes there's more than one. A yeah. chicken fillet roll is usually X or Y, X or Y, X or Y. The only exception being any salad. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a burrito, you can have a lot of different things. You know, like chicken. But what does I say? Sometimes I will get burrito, yeah. white rice, vegetables instead of beans. What's wrong with you? The fajita vegetables, I like them. Oh, gross, mate. Vegetables. Oh, vegetables are very bad for you. You know beans that, right? Vegetables. Yeah, but that's different. They're beans. Why? Because they taste nice. <laughs> I don't know. Why? I don't, like, I don't Why? like vegetables, man. Vegetables are gross. Beans are great. I love a bean. I'll have a bean. Uh, you know what? I'll have more than one bean. Often often when I sit down to eat a bean, I'll have a second bean. There's that Mitch Hedberg joke. Rice is great if you're hungry and you want 5,000 or something. Yeah, exactly. And And beans are great if you're hungry and you want... Fifty dozen, five, yeah, dozen? fifty of something. Exactly, yeah. I uh, can't believe Jethro after all these years, Dennis. Whoa, 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 we're not finished with beans yet. We're I can't not believe beans. Okay, <laughs> I, bean chat is not over. I can't believe that after all these years, you've hidden your anti-bean proclivity from me. I'm not anti-bean. I'm just not pro-bean. I'm a bean centrist. You're a bean centrist. You're a bean. You're bean agnostic. I'm bean agnostic. You're bean agnostic. I'm a-bean. <laughs> a-bean. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, yes, this is the final one that was sent in here for to, to determine uh, who goes first. Yeah. Um, Jethro writes in and says, in Everdale, parentheses board game, which I've never heard of, and just sends like a weird spinoff of Riverdale. But anyway. Yep. The most humble player goes first. Well, that's not fair at all. Yeah, that's that not fair always, at all. I mean, it like, always if be you, me. If you yeah. and I were to play, it would always be me. It would always be me. It would always, it would always be, me. be me. What are we talking like, about? But, but, like, but I mean, like, if you and I were to play, even with other people. Even with, well, it, it actually wouldn't matter. I mean, who, actually, maybe especially with other people. Especially, well, with yeah. the, especially with other people, it wouldn't matter who we played with. I would always be going first because I'm- well, look, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, look, if we played with four people and it, like, let's say it doesn't dictate, it's not who goes first, but it's who goes first and second and third and fourth. I think you could probably go second, but I think I'd end up going first. What are you talking about? I'd be going first. Every single time I'd be going first. Oh, maybe I'd go first. No, but because the thing is, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but I'm so much more humble than you. 
Like so many people come up to me and they say this, right? People come up to me and say, Riley, you're so humble. Well, I don't, I don't, like, to, I don't like to flaunt my humbleness. You know, it's not really my... Well, no, my that's, that's me. I mean, I'm saying these people coming up to if me you, if you and say I don't bring it up. How humble you are, that's fine. That's I okay. never... I look, I, I don't bring it up. Like, I don't talk I mean, about I mean, humility. Like, I mean, because... Like, you seem right very now, I, I, keen I mean, I to talk about humility. Like, you often sort of... Like, it's almost like we're just talking about nothing and then you're like, I'm so humble. I mean, I don't know. We're talking about every Because really, I'm... I'm playing competitive every day. I want to know that. I mean, it's often... humble. Let's get into the advice, Dennis. Seeing as that's what this podcast is, at least. Yeah, and we're 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 a cool twenty minutes in. Normally, a good time about, to get into the. Yeah, probably right. <clears throat> We've got a question here from Dan. This one's a tough one. It's a long one too. Dan the Magic Man. <clears throat> Dan writes: I play Magic mainly with a group of about eight friends. Also, our board game and RPG group. I have a reputation as the rules guy since I have a good head for remembering trivia and rules, and I tend to be the one mm-hmm. who takes charge of running or DMing or adjudicating games. Okay. Uh, we all started playing Magic around the same time, but since I had a solid grasp of the rules and interactions already, I ended up getting a reputation for being way more of a better player than it's warranted. Uh, you know, for example, seeing a couple of lines that others didn't see early, uh, apparently it goes a long way. Normally I don't mind, but the problem comes when we're playing Commander. EDH is my favourite format, and I love playing utter jank nonsense, uh, Merisil or Ixalan only, Beckett Brass, or you know, <laughs> this sort of thing. But the group's perception of me skews their threat perception. And I always end up being focused out regardless of the rubbish I play because the group thinks I'm always on the verge of going off if left untouched. Ah, yes. Well, ah. Uh, the old Grixis, Ixalan only, Beckett Brass Pirates, the, the, well, the scourge of EDH combo. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> the problem is I don't always like being the arch enemy. It frustrates me when another player casts a kill spell and ignores a vastly more dangerous card on the, on the field uh, to target me just in case. I've talked this over with the group but I don't think it's something they're consciously choosing to do. Just a matter of reputation colouring their threat identification. I could build higher power decks and resign myself to being one versus three in every game, but that's not what I would enjoy playing and definitely not on the regular. What's the best way to go about trying to solve this? This is... This is really bad. This is really so hard. It's yeah. unfortunate. And, and as someone, Dennis, who is constantly unfairly targeted in games of EDH that I play, by my friends. Which is extra upsetting because of how humble you are, of course. I, that's it. I try to sit down at the table to play a very humble game and I get unfairly tired all the time. Um, no, in all seriousness, it doesn't sound like I've got it anywhere near as bad as Dan. This sucks, man. This really sucks. What, is, what does this Dan do? This is tricky. Like, you know, we talked a little bit before about how it's difficult because of the t- the skills that magic teaches you and the tools it gives you, the, the analytical and like uh. figuring out plays and stuff. It is difficult to play other games non-seriously. Yeah, non-optimal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it sounds like Dan is fine to do that. Yeah. But his he his proclivity and his skill at magic have but, tarnished his friend's perception. But of it him. might not even be that. It's just their perception of him of, as being better. You can. That's what I mean. In the in the um in the in the beginning of the question, we all start playing magic around the same time. But I had a solid grasp of the rules and interactions already. Right. So oh, his friends are just bad. Not like yeah. That's the thing. He's not. <laughs> he's not even that much better. Yeah. You're getting the call from uh, from our League of Legends from, group from right our now. League of Legends video. <laughs> 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 Never Friday skip league day. We, call incoming. We, let's publicly shame who accidentally uh, clicked the call uh, button. Ronan Dennis. tried to video call us all and message her. <laughs> That's a classic Ronan move, though. Oh, I think he's still in there. Are you still there? Should we join? No, call failed. Call oh, failed. boo. All right. Okay. Oh, he's, Just he's, as a brief aside from Bren's very serious question. He's typing with an apology. Yeah, okay. We can't read it because it's, it's not a PG apology, but uh, never mind. Anyway, so... <laughs> What to- I don't think anybody has used the Facebook group video call feature ever intentionally. Uh, false. False. I use it to do unofficial coverage 
of a group chat that I'm in with uh, all the boys in Glasgow, right, when Danny Anderson was playing for top 16 at a PT. And I stood behind him, filming it above his head there like that, right? And obviously mm-hmm. I couldn't commentate because it would have been outside assistance, but I held it. I held the video call at the top, <laughs> and Harry couldn't <laughs> figure out how to mute himself. So you could just hear him going... <laughs> The entire time until I turned it down. Yeah, so I, th- there's one recorded instance At of it being one. used deliberately. Anyway, what does Dan do here? Because there, there's no good option. Either you lean no, into it really and you isn't. become the arch enemy, you power up your decks, and you, you play magic in a way it's that you don't... It's not fair on Dan's no, shoulder that no. responsibility. It sounds like he already does that a good percentage of the time as is. Or you have an uncomfortable and awkward situation, which basically but makes you sound like a huge crybaby. No, but like you sit them down and you say to them, hey... I'm really sick of you targeting me. Please back off because it's sound like I mean, a baby. You don't. Yeah, sound like that's a baby. what I'm. That's exactly what I'm saying. You just don't say like it's it's it, that, that's not going to be taken seriously. So, I think over time now, there's no timeline presented in this question, so I don't know how that long Dan's been struggling with this. Yeah, over time, like Riley joked about, they will notice that Beckett Bass tri- Brass Tribal Pirates is not, not exactly going to slam a crater off out of nowhere. But is that the, okay? All right, check this out. Is that the solution? You mm. lean hard in the other direction. Instead of going, right, I'm going to just lean into it and build really powerful decks, you instead build the most ridiculous jank, right? Cards that are so clearly non-threatening. You know what you do? Go on. You build a group hug deck. You build a group hug deck. You build a Kithanos or a... Yeah, K- Kinos and, a Kinos and Tear of Miletus. Or yeah, or, or a Feldegriff or whatever, yeah. Yeah. You make it so clear that you're not Overwhelm a Overwhelm them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. That's what you do. That's what you do. I think that is what you do. I think, and and you'll have a couple of weird games where you, you just won't beat it to win it. Do you know what you do? Channelfiber.com. Check if the Kiro, the Kino, what is it? The Kinaos and Tiro of Miletus. Uh, they're my bloody commanders and I forget them. They forget their it's names. Cause it's because they're, they're, they're fictional ancient Greek names, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly, right? You see if those two boys, right? You see if that deck is on sale. Dennis is checking if it's in, in, it's in stock right now, right? Um, or maybe you don't want to buy the precon. That's fine because a lot of the cards will be on sale. You go and you buy all those group hug, group hug cards. You go and buy the Orzov Advocate, and you go and buy the um, uh, you know, the Guafa Hazid, and you go and buy all these group mm-hmm. hug cards. And then if people are pointing Doomblades, I mean, you go, what are you doing, mate? This benefits you. Kill them with kindness, mate. Get them on board. This is this is it. And right, what are those? What are the two guys? What are the what are the two guys called? It's Kineos, K Y N A I O S. K-Y-N-A... This is why nobody buys this deck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's impossible to find. You've got to, like, hack a Matrix cipher before you uh, you get to it. What's the name of the deck, though? They all have weird oh, names. Oh, I've got they? no idea. No, I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, um, it's the Everything But Black four-color deck, right? Yeah, but it has a name. They're all, they're all I, called I understand. Something. I'm just trying to... I, I don't know what they, I don't know what it's called. Um, and while you're playing this group hug deck, while you know distributing plus one plus one counters, gaining people live, letting people with extra lands play, whatever, right? You remind them, see, I'm not out to get everyone. I'm not like you don't need to kill me just in case. You push this narrative, right, that you're actually a good guy and you're not there to try to ruin everyone's day. And then, Dennis, once you've lured mm-hmm. them in, once you've got them to the point that they think they're safe, bam, you get them with Beckett Brass, you get them with the pirates once again, you bring out your oppressive Grixis combo pirates deck and absolutely ruin their day. <laughs> no, this, this is what you do. I do this, think, though, like Zedru or Kaneos is oh, yeah. probably the way to go. Yeah, Zedru's another one. Yeah. Absolutely garbage deck. Terrible deck, the Zedru deck, but um, it, it, it might be the way to do it. Channel5.com. Go and buy those copies of uh, what Harmless What is the name Offering. of this deck? You still can't find it. All right. No. Um, I'm going to be able to find it in half a second here. So, um, Commander 2016. I've narrowed it down to being 2016. Uh, yes, sure, sure, sure. 
I'm in the Wizards article now. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Oh, you've got here? it. You've got it before me. Stalwart Unity. Stalwart Unity. There you go. So Come go and uh, go and see if you can buy that Stalwart Unity deck. Uh, and if not, just pick up the cards for a group hug deck. There's plenty of like go to edhrec.com and you'll find group hug arch- um, archetypes uh, as the, as the day is long. Build one of them. And uh, as we said, Dennis, kill them with kindness. We have an anonymous submission here, aren't we? I think it's going to become pretty clear why it's anonymous partway through it. But <laughs> okay, right. dear smart. I've been playing Magic with my friends for years. It's always been a very casual, fun level, silly decks, low parity, etc. And I recently got my boyfriend more invested in playing with my friends because our LGS is closed, so it's only close friends playing together. He can't play with his normal playgroup. But now that restrictions are lifted, because there's very low, very few cases here at the time of the coronavirus pandemic, um, he's invited some of that playgroup to come and play with us. That's fine. Like I said, cases are low, so things are safe, and we'll just sometimes play online or stream for each other on Discord, things like that. My issue is this. His play group are much more competitive. Combo EDH decks, standard modern grinders, just keeping up with the meta, that kind of thing. It has meant that my group have had to up our game a bit or just accept losing often. Mm. Some of my friends are excited to have people to talk to at high-level magic and, you know, evolve the game a little bit. But some of us, like me, are finding it a lot less fun. How do I bridge this gap or do I just have to get over it and get good? Oof. Okay. So the Capulets and the Montagues of the, the Magic playgroups are coming together here. Yeah, and the Montagues just want to take it easy and, and you know, assemble janky six-card combos and the the Capulets, Capulets are... are out here trying to win players. Yeah, ca- casting Uro every every uh, every turn three. This is um, this is tough. Now, so if these... these it sounds not like these groups are kind of melding. Here's the tricky part, though. Come on. This would be easy if all... Let's call group A um, the, the listener's friend group. Okay. And group B the more competitive yeah, new group. Yeah, B, right? B the competitive group. Okay. If all of group A just mm. didn't want to play more competitive magic... Yeah. Easy. The groups just wouldn't play together and say, ah, oh, this isn't really Yeah, work. oil and water. Yeah. Problem is, like they write in and say, some of them are interested in it. And I would uh, imagine some yeah. of group B are also interested in playing slightly jankier magic as well. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a bit so of cross-pollination have- going on, but it's... but. Yeah, you know, it only really trends in one direction, doesn't it? Like, I, I, I mm. like playing casual magic, but ultimately, like, competitive magic is the quote-unquote real type well, of magic. And as the more and more you play, the more and more experience you get, yeah. you will naturally trend and to higher level it, play and more competitive. That's play. a good point. It's difficult you to can't un- really backslide. It's difficult to unring that bell. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. So now Group A are kind of getting a bit of a taste of the forbidden fruit. And they want, they're all of a sudden, they're wanting to start casting Uro and, and, and doing all that sort of stuff. But some of them want to go back to the quote unquote good old days of silly, janky EDH decks. That's tough. That's tough. And and you can't unring that bell. You can't unring that bell. That's just- And like, even look, even professionally, like I work in the marketing department over Channel 4, but this is something we struggle with yeah. sometimes because yeah. content that is aimed at competitive players and content that is aimed at casual players, hmm. not only do they not overlap, yeah. but like the listeners, they actively alienate each other. Yes. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's, it's two different, uh, they're cut from completely different cloth here. And some people, mm-hmm. look, some people do, and this is what the question is about, bridging that gap. How, okay. How do we, how do we bridge the gap? Is this, how, just, yeah, how, is this just command fest? And you have casual at one end and competitive at the other. Like, is that two separate but equal? Is there no way to? I, I don't know that there is a way that you can you can mix this oil and this water together because if the competitive people aren't going to come da- quote unquote down to the level of the casual players, mm-hmm. it sounds like the person who wrote it wrote it. Like the person who wrote it writing in here is 
a casual, right? Is wanting to play yes. fun, casual games of Magic, not too high pressure. Play to have fun, not to play to win. Yeah, exactly. I think you just have to kind of make it clear from the outset that, like, you know, we're going to sit down and play a game of EDH and you need to not bring the, the sevens and the eights. You need to bring the the threes and the fours, like the... But I think at the same time, it might be, you know, it might be prudent to start dipping your toe in the more competitive side too. And sure, understand that there are fruits it, to be had. It doesn't there. really sound like that's a problem. It sounds like that's an option that's available for all of them here is, as this mm. melded together group leans more competitive, right? Like if you're wanting to play casually, I think... I think it's as simple as setting expectations. When you organize to play, right, you say, hey, I want to, you know, I've got this dumb, this new dumb deck, I want to try it out, or I've got this dumb combo or whatever. And you, and you have to make it clear to people that, like, you just don't want to get, you know. But here's the problem. These other people now who have had a taste of either side are going to start building naturally more competitive decks. Yeah, well, and, and is that world just gone? But this is what I'm is saying. Con- you need you need to make it clear that you want to. If this person is alone in wanting to play mm. casual casually, that's it. Game over, right? Like if they're the only one holding on to as you put, as you put it, the good old days, they're over. That, that's it. They're over. But if they've got enough, like if they've got still four people for a game of EDH, right? Or even more competitive, might be people who will occasionally want to play. Want casually. to come back in? That's it. So I think what it is 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 just is being clear about the level at which you're playing at any given time before it begins, basically, yeah. right? Like not sitting down with a, a hodgepodge of group A and group B and then being like, oh, well, no, I want to play casually. Oh, I thought we are playing competitively. Oh, do, we're, doing that, we're doing this, we're doing that, right? I don't know. I mean, Magic is flexible and modular enough that it should be able to to provide, but I'm definitely very, very sympathetic towards the, like the boyfriend's playgroup coming in and sort of not dragging, but influencing the entire group towards a more competitive thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of natural. Like that's going to happen, right? Like that's just mm. the sort of that's the path that these things take. So I think you have to. It was that. in these people all along. They just needed something to. Yeah. <laughs> wake <them> up. <laughs> they needed something to wake that up. But I, I guess you. So you just have to kind of make it clear that you know if if you're going to organize to muck around, play online, uh, have people around, whatever. You just need to say, hey, you know, this game. This evening, it's, jank, it's, this jank, session, it's a jank night. It's jank night. You know, we're gonna we're gonna play decks that we that aren't very good. We're gonna muck around. We're not worried about winning or losing. We're just we're just here to have a good time. And and it won't be the same. It won't be the same oh, walled yeah. garden. No, you used to live in. No. That's and that uh, that sucks. And it sucks that this person's the one that has to make that compromise. But, but I, I, as I've said, you just can't unring that bell. The I mean, times I, they are changing. Yeah, I mean, I remember that. I remember playing against you know Ben and his mono black vampires deck where Vampire Nighthawk was. Unbeatable. I mean, how'd you ever beat that card? No matter what three you, abilities. You, I mean, so so if you don't block it, he gains health, right? If you block it, it kills your guy, right? You can't win. And most of the time, you most of the time you can't block it. It's got flying. It's got flying as well, so you can't even block it. Even when you play your, you know, your your, your Sarah Angel, what are you going to do? Block it? It's a two. Th- oh, it's terrible, terrible. But you can't go back to that. You can't go back to the uh, the Vampire Nighthawk days. It's um, it's 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 the stat, the sad but steady march of progress that. Uh, you know, turn scrubs into Pro Tour champions, and um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's a question of getting over it and getting good, but I think I think you have to realize that, uh, yeah, as as we've said, the bell can't be on. Un- what did you call it? The walled garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> the walled guard. The walls have finally come down, Dennis. It's uh, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. It is a little sad. Some of the best matches, some of the most fun I ever had playing is the first six months I ever played. Magic. Yeah, yeah, and those are rose colored, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I, the only card I thought was unbeatable first. Oh, God. Young Wolf. Oh, because you kill it and then it just comes back? 
comes back bigger. Yeah, bigger. What were they yeah. thinking? Is yeah. this a misprint? Yeah, yeah. Did they? How? How is this possible? Yeah, yeah. It was the same with me and Stranglerud Geist. Actually, very similar card. Mm. Except it comes. It, it just it attacks you straight away, and then it gets you. Oh, mate. Yeah. Oh, what were they? Th- what were they thinking? Broken. 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 All these these uh, green cards are broken for a long time. Just yeah. look at Young Wolf. Yeah. It all started. It all started with Abyssin restored. Young Wolf and that Stranglerud Geist. couple of fan favorite segments to round out the show today dennis mm. first one am i the magic asshole um our question uh <laughs> gets me every time, every time. <laughs> it gets me every time um uh question comes in from ozman we were playing uh, edh and uh, an opponent was playing a god eternal a deck i was playing Esther, two other people uh this person built up a fairly big board along with some stacks pieces and then played armageddon I asked, what about the social contract? To which he replied, it doesn't exist if you play Mono White or Boros. Are they the magic asshole? This is some real, this is some real Dominic Cummings stuff here, Dennis. One rule for us, another rule for them. Wow, what a pull. (laughs) What, what social contract? Don't play land destruction. Says who? You, Dennis! I can't mm. believe you're on... Oh, no, actually, I can believe... I absolutely can believe you're on the side of... You can't... You don't play Mass Land Destruction EDH. Nah, get Sheldon Menry on the phone then, mate. You, you no don't... Way. You don't play Mass Land Destruction EDH. No, it's fine. Okay. It's totally fine. No. First of all, it's not, right? But can I point something... I mean, you, the responsibility is to uphold that. When you say social contract here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to... It is on society to uphold that. What about the social contract is... Okay, I'm not playing with this guy anymore. <laughs> Check this out. That's how social contracts are enforced. Check this out, right? Your opinion is still more defensible than this opponent's, right? Because I'm saying don't play man, uh, ma- uh, mass land destruction. You're, you're saying mass land destruction is fine. Well, it's fine for the three weeks where you have no friends left. But yeah. <laughs> this person is saying it's fine if you play mono white or boros. It's fine. It's fine if you are the person, if the person cast Armageddon is mono white or boros. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mono white's whatever. Why Boros? Because Boros also like not okay to play Selesnia? No, no, because there's also there's also like mass land destruction. Molten rain? There's also like mass land destruction in red, right? So I, I, that doesn't make any well, sense. No, but this is what I'm saying. What, what, what really rank? Because okay, my opinion is no mass land destruction in EDH, right? Simple as that. And they, but there theirs is it's okay if your deck is all mass yeah. Land but destruction. this is the thing. Your your perspective is you can, and I think both of those defect, perspectives are at least defensible. But this this is driving to Barnard Castle for an eye test. That's what this is, right? I think they're just an idiot. I don't think they're yeah an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Am I the magic idiot? Like, why do you think it's okay for you to do it, but no one else? No, get That's out of here silly. with this trash. No, very silly. Don't okay, and and also don't play Mass Land Destruction unless you're Dennis. If you ever sit down and play a game of EDH with Dennis, just I, I hope you I hope you've got heroic intervention ready because he's going to try to blow up your lands. <laughs> Such an evil man. Anyway. All right, one last uh, one last submission here, Dennis, which comes under LGS Horror Stories. You want to read it for us? Well, right, but first, got to get our, our, our trench coat and our hat and get our, our Van Helsing hat on okay. and head for, head for the hills to investigate LGS Horror Stories. Well, what would a Van Helsing of magic do? Is, is there a Van Helsing card? There is, isn't there? There's got to be. I mean, there's, there's a, I think there's literally a card called Vampire Hunter. Let me have a look. You read the question. I'll, yeah. I'll come back with that. I'll oh. come back with the um, with the Van Helsing Lancaster, who sounds a little bit like a Vampire Hunter but name alone, writes in and says, When I first started playing Magic competitively, I was at a store and there was a specific group of players who had been playing there a very long time. They knew I didn't have a meta deck, so they offered to loan me one for F&M. Mm-hmm. I happily accepted. 
Ooh, this is the this is the family going to the picturesque holiday home at the start of The Shining. Look, yeah. this, is, this sounds great. What's going <laughs> what wrong? Could, what could possibly go wrong? This is all great so I, far. I proceeded to go something like two two or three one enough oh, to win a couple packs at the tournament. Brags. I was super sick excited. Brags. Wow. I, I know. Right? I was super excited because I'd never gotten prizes at a tournament. Little did I know. <gasps> I haven't discretion yet, Riley. <laughs> Dennis, these Dennis never reads the question. Dennis never reads the question, and that's why I wanted him to read this one, because I knew he wouldn't have read it through the end. Dennis, hit us. Oh, what ha- what ass- happened next? Oh, my God. Little did I know that these guys in the store had a policy where if you borrowed one of their decks, you forfeited all your prizes to them, so I got nothing. He got wonked. You get nothing. Yeah. Good day, sir. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could not believe that the store led the veteran players to shark like that over what amounted to only a few packs. The store closed down not a year later. Good. I love I love wow. how in so many of these LGS horror stories, it ends with the justice, like the, the long-term justice. Yeah. The store closed down or the store went out of business. This or the is, yeah. and I'm not, this is one of the most heinous, yeah. predatory, yeah. disgusting oh, yeah. store practices I have ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've I've seen this sort of Especially thing. Especially about not, to, I'm, I'm, I'm furious. Yeah, Especially... <laughs> Not telling them yeah. upfront about it. I've seen this sort of like I've I've done stuff in the past where I've like sponsored someone's draft. Like someone's come in and that's buying a piece of someone. To- poker players do that all the time. Yeah, that's very exactly. Normal. And that, but that's that's why I'm saying this. I want to I want to have a distinction here where it's like, oh, you want to draft? We don't. Oh, fine, whatever. I'll pay the twenty bucks and whatever you open, like or whatever you win. I'll, it's, I'll, I get it. I yeah. get it. Whatever, right? Like that's fine. That and that's I've done t- that too to figure out to get number eight. Yeah, and that's typically why it happens. It's like, do you want to draft? Ah, not really. I'll, I'll pay for it. Ah, cool. All right, it's no downside. I want to draft. You get the cards. It's all fine. Right, beautiful. So I've done that before. This is like I can just imagine. Imagine. No, 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 Dennis. Imagine. Right, people. Like you know how you get sprukers for like Italian restaurants, and they say, "Come in, a very nice food." They're coming in. All right, have you seen this? Do you have this? Is this an Australian thing? No, they have it in Europe as well, but the people are standing there. like a promoter. Sometimes they come in, you look at the menu. You it's look very at the menu. Nice. Very they nice. Very nice. They're they're nice come in. Come in. As well. like, yeah, right, right, right. Now I'm imagining people at the LGS, right? Being, oh, you want, you want, what? You, you want to play Simic? I got Simic for you. You want to play Simic? Oh, you, oh, you want Rector Sacrifice? I got Rector Sacrifice. You can play it. That's fine. No, 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 please. Come in, come in. Play, play, play. Like that, right? And this at is the, the end, equivalent, Riley, of somebody on the street the in Venice telling you they sell a beautiful carbonara and then you come into the restaurant, they whack you over the back of the head with a nightstick, <laughs> take your kidneys and leave you in a bathtub with no ice in it. That's the exact, it's exactly the same. That's exactly I'm so the same. mad. Yeah. Lancaster got absolutely done. He got absolutely done. Yeah, he got, got done. Absolutely done. Oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so mad on his behalf. Oh, right. I think that's a good note to end the show on because I got to go lie down for a little bit. I'm going to have an aneurysm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's close things out here. Thanks, everyone, Woo! for uh, for tuning in to another episode of Scry Me River. Of course, th- brought to you this week and every week by Channel Fireball, the best place on the internet to go and find out what video games Dennis and I have been playing mm. uh, this week. Dennis, what's uh, what's been on the men- menu for you, my friend? I've not played a lot of video games this week. I'm not going to lie, right? Yeah. I finished The Last of Us 2, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. I'm playing some, a little bit of League of Legends. I played but, an extremely bad video game. An extremely, extremely bad video game that annoyed me because it got a lot of press as being groundbreaking oh, yes. and revolutionary. And I don't know if everyone liked it necessarily, thought it was very good, but they but they were impressed at least by the technology behind it that went into making this video game. <laughs> and it is Total Trash, and it is on Netflix, and it is called Bandersnatch. It is so bad. Yeah. Now, I love Black Mirror. Yeah. 
You're a huge Black Mirror. Dennis, for some reason, really weirdly knows all the names of the episodes, which is a yeah, weird... Yeah, why is that weird? It's... Oh, no, I like a show and I know the names of the episodes. Okay, Dennis, it's weird to know... I mean, I like Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I don't know the names of the episodes. But there's like 15 episodes of Black Mirror. There's like 130 episodes but it's of also, But they're not also called... It's like the, you know, uh, uh, for example... When Larry, uh, I don't know, get, when, when he gets stuck in the car wash, it's called The Car Wash, right? That's easy. That makes sense. These, that's an easy mm-hmm. thing to know. You know ones where it's like, okay, like what's, what's the one What's the one where the woman's social media, uh, like- Oh, nose, nose you get rated out of You get rated out of, whatever. Okay, sure. Um, what's the one where, I'm trying to remember, what's the one where there's the lady who is stuck in the loop, she gets her memory erased all the time. And- oh, White Bear. <laughs> Why do you I do know? just know them. Why do you I don't know? think I do, but when you ask me, I do. You, okay, it's ridiculous. What's the, what's the first one where the Prime Minister has to... Oh, oh we God, got what him. is that one called? Oh, we it's got not it. It's not, it's not hated in the nation. God, what is that one called? Okay, well, we got him. He doesn't know any of them. He doesn't know all of them. Anyway, um, Bandersnatch is so bad. Like, the story is pretty ordinary anyway, as it is. Dennis is trying to type really quietly because he thinks he. I think no, he, no, I'm not. I think he knows called? that. He's, oh, I'm, I knew it was called that. What is it called? The national anthem. It doesn't make any sense. The national anthem. All right. <laughs> um, so it, it's just a really bad video game. It's a really bad. It's like, it's like a really crummy tale, tale, Telltale game where like Night Trap, one of those old Sega CD games. Yeah, or whatever. it's it, like there are some funny bits, I guess, like when it breaks the fourth wall. But overall, like it's just. It, 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 do you know what annoys me about it? Is that people are like, oh, this is a revolution. This is groundbreaking. This is how's revolutionary. It's like this sort of stuff. You've bullied us for years for playing video games, and this is just a really, really rubbish video game. It's because TV. It's because TV remotes don't have like proper buttons for this, I guess, and they don't usually play games within net, the like the Netflix API or whatever. Just, so I guess that's cool. It's like when people started playing, you know, Candy Crush, right? It's like when people started saying, "Oh, I'm so addicted to video games. I'm such a nerd." It's like, mate, you don't know what it's like getting wedged on top of a bloody locker in high school. Because you bring your, your your Tamagotchi, you know. Did you ever like those old Choose Your Own Adventure books? The Steve Jackson. Oh yeah. Games? Oh, I no, I like the ones that had like. Um, I didn't mind the Choose Your Own Adventure ones, but I, I like the ones that had like a combat system. Mm, yeah, these had that where you like roll dice and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Knights of Doom was the so one that I did. I oh, saw, Knights of so Doom. So you know, YouTube oh, channels. How, good. I like. No, I, I downloaded. I found Knights of Doom. I found like a PDF on an old like abandonware website or something. You should stream right? it, man. And I played through Knights of Doom in pa- like in quote unquote paper using this paper, PDF, yeah. yeah, that I found from years and years ago. It was in the school library. Oh, mate! You should stream. You should stream a choose your own adventure book. <laughs> I wonder if Twitch has a category for that. Oh yeah, it does. It's called other. I called other. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, oh, I remember. Yeah. You know those um like the little stingers they put at the end of YouTube videos like thanks for watching and make yes, sure to like and yes, subscribe. Yes. The best one I ever saw one of those yeah. was from College Humor. Okay. And it's a guy, one of the guys that we used to work there called Mike Trapp and he'd go on and he'd say, he was like, if you like this video, um, please like and subscribe. If you want to buy some of our merchandise or whatever, please head to collegehumor.com. Yep. And if you want to in- investigate the old McCreary house, even though your mom told you not to, turn to page 35. Yeah, that's good. That's a good line. That's good gear. Um, I'll tell you what's not good gear though, Bandersnatch. If you have, if you have, like, I, I I just quote unquote did it with Megan um to Bro, Riley sorry please, please this is P- share. PG podcast uh, oh I did, I just God, did it with Megan because she was like hey I remember this and we we actually never watched it and I was like I guess I guess we can do it now if you want like we can watch it now if you I want. watched every episode of Black Mirror and have to know the names I've re- I refuse to watch Bandersnatch that 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 concept is not appealing it's to me. it annoys me so much it annoys me so much I would much rather it, watch a whole ass TV series or a whole ass video game than a half ass version of both yeah yeah it's just an it's an incredibly bad video it's a fine I guess it's a fine TV episode it's not even that good really it's okay but it's just a really bad 
that video game and I was I was really annoyed with it. Anyway, um, that's Grimea Charizard for this. What is it called? Charizard Me River? Grimea Charizard. Grimea Charizard for this week. Um, anything else, Dennis? Are we done? I think we're done. I think we're done. It's a really decently, decent length episode. Yeah, we've done it right here. So thank you so much for listening. We didn't check in on the war with Magic FM. Oh, yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll, we'll get a battlefront report for next week. Yeah, we'll, get, yeah we'll, we'll have the generals report to us next week. All right, okay, we'll get it there. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you to Joel Kim Karad for the use of the theme song, Shine. Uh, his music is great. You should go and listen to it. And, uh, you should go to shinefarmer.com, buy some Jumpstart, sign up for CFB Pro, all that good stuff. Use code NET when you do both those things to get me that 1%, baby. 1%, baby. Yeah, i got, I got, to, I got to PayPal you that money right now, actually. Um, but that is that. Please send your, please uh, keep those submissions coming. Uh, Bit.ly slash join Riley's Discord, the best place to do that. But we'll see you back here for uh, for more Scrimy River next week. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Mm-hmm.